question. What tips do you have for bringing babies to the beach? Uh, gosh, the babies on the beach like really stresses me out. <laughs> Lower your expectations. Lots of drinks and snacks. Yeah, lots so. of drinks, hydration, <laughs> snacks. Yeah. Last question is, would you ever host Bachelor in Paradise? So this is a non-mommy question. Would you ever host Bachelor in Paradise, Carly? Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Okay, Carly, I'm going to just start this right away because I know you had a crazy month. So many of our listeners have been so worried about you. I was completely so worried about you. I remember when somebody sent me a screenshot of Evan's story and was like, do you know what's going on with Carly? And I was like, I had just talked to you that morning. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. And then um, you had a really scary experience. So how are you feeling? And do you want to update everybody on exactly what happened? Yeah. I feel like this has been a month of like sickness. Like I'm I'm sick with something else now. So if my voice sounds a little bit funny, I have like this stupid sinus thing going on. I'm also like taking Mucinex right now. And Mucinex makes me feel like really like weirdly high or something. <laughs> so I feel like for the last like couple of days, I feel like I've been like living in the clouds. Like my so if I say anything weird, it's because, like, I just feel like I don't actually have thoughts. Like, I'm just, like, living in, like, a dream world or something. No judgment. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, so I – God, when even was that? I don't know. A couple weeks ago was traveling and was feeling totally fine. Got to the airport. Luckily, I just had a carry-on, but I uh, – was getting on a flight and I started having these like really bad stomach cramps like in the line for my flight. And honestly, like they were like I have intestinal cramps sometimes just I kind of always have since I have a sensitive stomach, like I'll have like, I don't know, maybe one in the morning or something and be like, oh, gosh, like, ouch. And like probably like, oh, I have to poop soon or something, you know, <laughs> but they were like really strong. And then I got on the plane and they just kept getting like more and more intense. And I really thought like I like I can power through like usually I can but then they started almost the only way I can describe it is like, almost like contractions. But during contractions, you know, you get that like couple minutes of a break. Mm -hmm. And then I mean, when they get close together, then you're like, ouch, ouch, ouch. But they were like, kind of far apart. And then they all of a sudden were like closer and closer and closer. And then there was like, no even option to breathe in between these stomach cramps because it was so intense. I was sitting there and I was like, I think I could power through. And then all of a sudden I just got this like, okay, you know, like right before you have like diarrhea or you throw up and you get this wave of like this hot flash. Yeah, you like sweat. Yeah. So I got the, I was sitting in the aisle and I got the sweat. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I just have to like, I have to get off the plane. And they had just closed the door. Were people, so, were people around you noticing that you were sick or? I don't think so. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I was so like in my own world that I have no idea. Right. Um, I do know that I must have had my phone in my lap because I lost my phone in this whole thing. Although the flight attendant did send it back to me. This is actually really weird. The night before, I had a phone. So I've always had this phone case on my phone. That's like my kids. 
And the night before, I changed it to a phone case that said my name on it. And Your whole name? But, but it said Carly. Oh, okay. But like um, it was like a mirror because I was like, oh, that'll be fun to like be able to like, you know, do makeup touch ups or something. And Bella was like, why are you changing your phone case from my photo? And I'm like, well, I was like, I just don't want to lose it. And I, and then like, and she was like, okay. And then I freaking lost my phone. But I think probably the only reason the flight attendant even knew was because it had my name That's on crazy. it. Isn't that weird? Anyway, that was a sidebar. But um, so I remember I got these hot flashes and then I stopped being able to hear right. Like it was like just muffled sound. And then... I, when that happened, I stood up to be like, someone get me off the plane. And I stopped being able to see. And then I passed out in the aisle. And I was caught before I fell and laid down in the aisle. And then came to, and this woman was in front of me saying, like, I guess the people who were right in front of me worked on, worked in an ER. And so this lady was like, hey, I work in an ER, like, I'm going to take care of you. And then she was like, when was the last date of your last menstrual cycle? And I'm like, I just finished yesterday. And she's like, is there any possible way that you're pregnant? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Everyone could bat. That was like the question of the day, which I understand. Like, that's a medical question. But I was like, literally like sore subject. You know what I mean? But so then like the they, I got opened the door. Paramedics came on. It was so like embarrassing. Some guy was shouting, "I party with that girl last night!" Like, and that just made me so mad because uh, I was at home with my kids by myself. You know what I mean? I know that there's like trolls in the digital social world, but I didn't know there was real life trolls. They're, like that's such they're a real life trolls. That's such a troll thing to say. It was so stupid. And then like the paramed or the. I don't even know. It was either a paramedic or firefighter. Somebody. I can't even honestly remember. It was all like such a blur. Uh, they at, they were like, can you walk off the plane? I was like, I don't know. And I was like, my bags are on here. And they were like, someone will get your bags. And I was like, okay. <laughs> they like wheeled me off the plane. Uh, well, they got, I walked off and I was like, I'm sorry, everyone. Like only me. I'm like apologizing to people for like messing up their timeline of travel. Did they have to deplane or anything? I have no idea. I don't think so. I mean, I didn't like throw up or anything. So there wasn't any like body fluid on there or anything. But they just got me off. They put me in a wheelchair and then brought me like into the middle of the airport and were asking me a bunch of questions. And they were like, do you think you need an ambulance? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was dropped off at the airport. Like, I don't, I could get my like mom to come get me, you know, but like, I can't Uber. Like, I felt horrible. Yeah. So then they, like, wheel me out front. They're like, we're just going to call an ambulance and have them check you out. I'm like, okay. So then they brought me outside, put me in the ambulance, and started uh, checking my, like, vitals. And my blood pressure was, like, so super low. And, you know, asking me, like, did you know, did you party? And I'm like, no. Like, they're like, did you – they were just asking me a bunch of questions. I was like, no. I was like, you guys, lo- like, there's nothing – I just, like, came to the airport. Like, last night I was, like, hanging out with my kids. Like, it's not – like, there's no th- big thing that happened. Um, I'm not pregnant, all this stuff. And so then they were like – I was still just, like – I was, like, doubled over in pain. 
and couldn't even think. Like, I mean, my head was basically in between my legs. Like, I was super nauseous at this point and just still having these intense cramps. And and then they were like, okay, I think we should just take you to the hospital and get you checked out. It won't be like an emergency, but like we're, we probably should just take you. I'm like, okay, fine. So on the way, the guy's like asking me a bunch of questions and I'm hooked up to all these things. He starts an IV and my blood pressure like shot even like lower. It was what it's in the fifties when I got in there and started going into like the forties. Wow. And so then they kind of, the guy started kind of freaking out and he was like, well, he wasn't freaking out, but he was like banging on the window and he's like, okay, you need to put the siren and the lights on. He's like, we have to get her to the hospital. And he's like, ma'am, I'm going to ask you a few more questions. And he was like, but stay with me because like, we're going to be there in like five or 10 minutes. I'm like, okay. And he asked me like five questions and then I couldn't even like talk anymore like I was like I can't answer anything else I was like I started getting so like tired like a level of exhaustion that like was so weird because I was just fine like it didn't make any sense and so I like closed my eyes and it was so weird like it was the only time in my life that I've ever been to the point where I was like I was like talking myself into like making it to the hospital staying awake at least Yes. I was like, I was like, you can make it like it's only a few more minutes. I was like, do not like do not fall asleep. Do not let go. Do you know, I was like, and I just kept going through all these things in my head. Like you have kids, you have this, you have that. Like there's no, this is not when you go down too much is happening in your life. That's good. This is not how this is not how you go. And um, then I got to the hospital and they were like, you know, do you have anyone to call or whatever? And I was like, I was like, somebody has to stay with the kids, you know? So I was like, I, I was like, you can call Evan. <laughs> They're like, okay. So Evan came and he was like the most helpful person. Like he, Evan was an EMT. So he, that's right. Not only was just like helpful being there in general, but he knew all of the medical ins and outs. So if I was like, what, are, what is this? Then like, if the doctor wasn't in there, he'd like explain it to me. But Honestly, like I was running back and forth to the bathroom the entire time in the ER and like going to the bathroom out of one end and going and throwing up out of one end at the exact same time. And they had to keep unplugging me. And then I like I said this on my Instagram, but I like pooped my pants in front of Evan and I was so embarrassed. Not that he hasn't seen that when I like had kids, but you know, it's like different situation now. And then they brought in like a potty and I was like, oh my God, this is so horrible. So basically for like, they couldn't figure out anything. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. They didn't test my stool sample. They tested my blood, which I swear was just a test for pregnancy or something. It was so weird. They gave me three different types of, or two different types of nausea medicine. Nothing helped. Like the only thing that like made me stop throwing up eventually was, um, I was like dry heaving for for hours and then finally just passing out. And I still had cramps for like a week and they finally went away. I didn't poop for like a week after that, which was like uh. terrible. But they just said my white blood cell count was really high and they were like, we don't know why your blood pressure is like going so low. But by the time I left the hospital, it wasn't that low. So 
it was like back up to normal. So I don't know. Like I, no, no one had any answers for me. I feel fine now, but then I caught, you know, the kids cold, but it was so scary, but also I, it sounds so dumb, but while it was happening, I wasn't like scared. I was like too sick and too tired to be like fearful of anything that was happening. Sure. Like I was just like, do whatever you can to make me feel better. You know, I mean, they couldn't even, they couldn't even draw my blood. They couldn't get an IV in at the hospital. They were like, they must have stabbed me at least 10 times with a needle trying to find a vein. Like it was just. I mean, that makes sense if your blood pressure is so low, you know? Yeah. But they, they had to get do a pediatric needle. The butterfly needles. Uh-huh. I used to be a phlebotomist, so. Yes, that's what they had yeah. to use, which th- this is not uncommon for me, like. Lots of times people can't find my veins, but it was, I was just like, stick me, stick me again, stick me again. It was just, it just sucked. It sucked. And yeah, that sucks. It was nice because when I came home, Evan took the kids so that like for like two nights so that I could recover, (laughs) but I didn't have my phone for five days. Yeah, forever. Because <laughs> I was like, how do I get a hold of you? I-, I know. And nobody could. And honestly, it was it was nice, but it was also like terrible because I was like, oh, gosh, this is. And obviously, like Evan posted that picture, which he was like, I I mean, he asked permission. I was like, sure, I don't care. But I, I didn't care about a lot right now. <laughs> I don't care. I feel so sick. But You're like, whatever. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I was like, whatever. I don't any. Just give me some pants. Someone bring me pants because now I ruined my pants. But no, it was like so crappy. And then the next week, Charlie got this, like I was sending you pictures, this crazy viral thing and this rash all over his body. And then Bella got the, and then he started coughing and then Bella got this cold thing and she was up like doing this terrible cough that would make her throw up. So she would like gag herself in this cough to the point of like throwing up all over the place. So it's just like been three weeks basically of just the house of sickness. And I think one reason I probably caught it is because I was already like so depleted and then my body was just very accepting to the next illness. (laughs) It just kind of sucked around here. I'm still like so tired. I'm like, oh gosh. So you didn't get any answers then? Nope. I didn't get any answers. I mean, it honestly was just really wasn't, it was not the greatest ER experience. Not that I've had another one to compare it to, but I don't, I don't feel, I feel like I was left in the room a lot being like, like I didn't even know Like at one point, Evan went to go get something to eat and I didn't even know where a button was to like contact a nurse and I had to go to the bathroom. So I like I just ended up like standing up and like opening the door, which and like being like, can someone help me? And, you know, normally there's just like a button. I couldn't find anything. I was like, it's not great. And yeah, I have no answers. I don't know. It was so weird. And my blood pressure does, like, it was very low when I was pregnant. And it's been, like, it definitely is always, like, on the lower side. But it's not, like, the lower side to, like, the point of what that was. 
Right. I run low too. I always run in the 60s. Like I'm always 60 over 90. And mm-hmm. normally like I have O negative blood so that people always want me oh, to donate. Yeah. But I normally can't because my blood pressure is too low. Yeah. So being in the 40s is, yeah, that's that could be dangerous. Yeah. So, but I'm alive and that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's talk about something better. <laughs> so you are like, and I'm looking at you right now, but you're like in a different location than normal. Where are you? So we are in Big Bear, which is um, in the mountains, about two hour, a two-hour drive for us. So we got here yesterday, and we're here for a few days. We're doing – they have like a little zoo up here. We're doing the zoo. Oh, fun. We're, we're renting a um, – pontoon for an hour that's like you know three little kids hour three little kids we're just gonna like putt around the lake like one little loop or something like that's our goal we're like if we can make it an hour on the boat with just us and three kids we're gonna call it a win yeah yeah I can't you couldn't do like six hours a half day there's no way no I mean Brooks is like I don't know he thinks he's like a stunt man so he would probably try like doing flips yeah, flips off the boat. So um, I can handle about an hour of trying to keep him calm and safe. So Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we're up here because we're building a cabin up here. And right. um, it's we still haven't broke ground or whatever. It's such a long process. But it's actually turned out really good for us because during COVID, lumber got so expensive. So expensive. And so we were in the architectural process of um, getting the floor plans, and now we're in the engineer sh- engineering structural process. And okay. then we'll do per- and then we have to do permits, and then we oh, can break gosh. ground. The permits, but, yes, which takes forever too. But honestly, it's going to work out because prices of lumber are going down, and so we're just up here, kind of like exploring the area and seeing like what it has to offer. And then we're going to Airbnb the cabin, but we're also like planning to. Use it as like a family vacation place that our yeah. kids can our kids can go to. We want to use it like six times a year. That it's kind of like a family cabin for memories and. So, um, is it going to look cabiny or is it like modern? Like, what is it going to look like? It's going to be a, a modern A frame, but oh, it's still cool. like, but it's still going to be kind of like a cabin, and you know, it's going to f- feel like a cabin inside, but not traditional. It's going to have more. I would say more modern twists, but I still want it to feel cozy and like when people come up to spend like time in the winter or we go up like around Christmas time, I want it to still have that like cabin feel. I don't want it to feel completely modern. But not have like bears carved out of wood inside. No, but we want, we want one of the like statues of bears outside. That's like the big, that's like a big bear thing. They have tons. Oh, is it? Yeah. As I make fun of it over here. (laughs) (laughs) But not inside. Or not like um like a bison's head on the you know on the wall. Or like the couches that like have like all of the um like the goose and the ducks and they're like made out of (laughs) tapestries. Oh yes, yes. (laughs) Not necessarily like that. Not knocking anybody's choice of cabin, but (laughs) But like more modern updated. Yeah. Yes. So That's we're so fun. Yeah, so we're here. What's the weather like there right now? It's nice. It's so beautiful. Um, I would say it's 80. Oh, that's nice. 
And then it, this morning, because Reed gets me up so early, like at five, we were up and I went outside. Oh. And yeah, our dogs are with us. So I let the dogs out at five. And the crisp, like mountain air was so oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Wait, do you always get up at five? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, Reed. Oh my goodness. Reed, for some reason, I don't know how to get him on a different schedule, but he wakes up at five every morning to take a poop. So, stop. Yeah, How regular of him. I know. It is it's actually kind of amazing. But I'm like, can we do this at 7? Because that would work really great for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's 5 a- Like, it's clockwork, like 5 a.m. And then he gets up. He crawls around a little bit and works out this poop. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. <laughs> okay. So today on our podcast, we uh, do have some fun questions. Yes. All right. Okay. So... I say we just start, let's start with number one. Let's start at the very beginning. Okay, I started co-sleeping out of necessity during four-month sleep regression because I went back to work and I need sleep. Baby is nine months now. Trying to get him to sleep in his crib is a nightmare. Help. He acts like the crib is lava. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bella loves that game. That, that's Emmy does too. That's funny. Oh, it's so funny. I've tried everything except an official sleep training program. Gosh, oh, that's a hard one. I mean, I'm going to be in this now because Bella's, I'm going to get Bella sleeping back in her bed one of these days, but she also acts like her bed is lava um (laughs) I don't know part of me thinks like it's just like you just have to keep doing it you know eventually a kid will realize that that's the new normal like and I'm terrified because I'm like oh gosh Bella like this is gonna be a struggle but I also feel like at some point they know it just is gonna stick yeah and it sucks because like I always feel like right when your baby's starting to get, to get into a routine, there's another regression. And nine, and nine months, there's a sleep regression. So she's like, my baby started out, you know, out of necessity, started sleeping with us because of the four-month sleep regression. Well, guess what? There's another sleep regression. Oh, gosh. It's which means something. The, which means, like, that a huge milestone's about to happen. So maybe her baby's about to crawl mm-hmm. or, or something, or maybe about to, like, start saying a few words like hi or mama or dada or something. So their bodies are just like, ah, like going crazy. But I also read, I follow a lot of um, pro co-sleeping, safe co-sleeping Instagram accounts. Um, And I read one that said like, that's just validating that all babies are different. You know, like all babies aren't going to fall under a sleep training program. And that 20% of people are actually highly sensitive people. And so there are highly sensitive babies. So if you think 20%, that's a lot. So that's one in five, which is very, that was actually very validating for me because my babies have always had a hard time. Brooks did better, but Emmy had a hard time. She co-slept with us till she was 14 months. Didn't start sleeping into her in her crib until she was 14 months when I weaned her. Weaning had a lot to do with it and it made it a lot easier. Um, but Reed is the same way. Reed is a boob baby. Reed loves to sleep on me. He loves contact naps. He loves, if he had his choice, he would sleep on me all night. Um, but there's highly sensitive people so and highly sensitive babies. So I was like, maybe that's just something that's very like 
comforting to their nervous system is to be with their mom. You know, it's nat- it's a natural instinct. Babies live in our bodies for nine months. We're all that they know. And then all of a sudden we're like, you have to start sleeping on your own. Like, good right. luck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and some babies do great. Like some babies, they like it. Some babies want their own space, but not yeah. all, all babies are different. So I think it's just kind of like, don't feel the pressure to live up to like what society says that your baby's supposed to do this, or your baby's supposed to do that, or you're supposed to sleep train. If you want to sleep train, if that's what works for you, your baby, that's what works for you, that's what works for your family, that's awesome. But you don't if it's not working for your family, you don't have to fit yourself into that box. And so I would just like I mean, if you're suffering and you're like I need something else, then I totally understand that and Maybe you should try like a gentle sleep training program, but also know that it's perfectly safe. There's ways to safely co-sleep out there. Don't feel ashamed. You can think, you know, there's ways to figure it out. So I don't know. That's all I have to say. I'm probably going to get ripped apart by people who say it's not safe, but there are there are ways that are safe. And also, isn't it like what is it? the American Pediatric Association says that babies should sleep in the room with their parents for this first six months. Right. And at least, well, they say at least six months and it's beneficial up for the first year too. So don't feel bad. No, you're doing the best Although, you can. Yes. Yeah. Although now I feel like people are going to come shame me. <laughs> Listen, when we moved in here, Charlie was a year so like a year and like a month in, I just stopped going back in the room and I was like, he's going to learn how to sleep through the night. And I just stopped going in and then and then he learned and now he sleeps through the night. So was that the best way? No. But did it work? Yes. I also, <laughs> you know what? I also, when, when Brooks was a baby, he started sleeping in his crib at nine months. And he would wake up once in the middle of the night and I would just go make him a bottle and give him a bottle and let him go back to sleep with his bottle, which you're not supposed to do either, according to people. So, whoops. Oh, God. That's – well, that's what I did for forever. <laughs> I mean, I still put – I mean, both of the kids still – Bella didn't go to sleep with a bottle, but she goes to sleep with chocolate milk <laughs> and water <laughs> combined. Um, she doesn't – did she not pee herself in the middle of the night? Uh, Not uh, – if she has – if I give her two, because sometimes she's like – doesn't eat dinner or something and I'm like whatever just have she wants more so I'll fill it like three fourths with water and like a fourth of chocolate milk and you see people are gonna rip me a new one too you give your kid chocolate milk it's ripple it's fine no um (laughs) actually this one isn't ripple it's almond milk we switched her that people will have me for that too um but she only like occasionally like I mean she wears she still wears a pull-up at night but if I I would say maybe Maybe once a week there's pee in her diaper. Oh, that's not bad at all. We have to stop water at like six for our kids. Otherwise, Brooks will wake up with a soaked crib. Oh, no. Charlie, for sure. He's like absolutely soaked every single time he wakes up. But like because he sleeps, I'm like, I don't care. I will change your sheets every single day and your clothes (laughs) every day in order for you to like sleep all the way through the night. I do not care. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's go to a different question. Okay. What are your kids currently obsessed with? The floor is lava. <laughs> yeah, Belle loves the floor is lava. That's oh my so gosh. funny. I love that she loves that game because Emmy will play that all the time. She'll look at me and she'll go, Mom, three, two, 
one. The floor is lava. It stresses me out because I'm like, no, I don't like, I don't want to get our room like all messy because now we have like pillows all over the floor to jump on and a blanket over here and a towel over here. And, and then it makes me nervous because she's climbing all these things. And then she teaches Charlie to climb on all the things. Is Charlie obsessed with Bella? Because Brooks is obsessed, obsessed with doing, obsessed with doing whatever Emmy is doing. Like he Everything. is obsessed. Yeah. It's like, I keep having to explain to her, like, you can't do that because Charlie's going to do that. And when she gets mad, I call her the angry dinosaur. She, like, opens her mouth and she's like, ah! And, <laughs> and then Charlie will go, ah! And I'm like, Bella, look. Look what you're teaching him. Like, or, like, <laughs> even climbing up on something yesterday. And I was like, Bella, no, we're not climbing up on that. And two seconds later, I was like, do you see why we're not climbing up on that? Because who's climbing on it now? Yeah, obsessed. Bella just wants to be loved and kissed by Charlie. Like, Charlie, kiss my eye. Charlie, kiss my knee. Charlie, kiss me. Charlie, love me. Charlie, hug me. Like, they're so sweet. It's so, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. It's the cutest thing ever. (laughs) But she teaches them all the bad stuff. But Bella, like, toy-wise, Bella's obsessed with, like, dolls and Barbies and feeding things and little bitty things. She likes, like, those like calico critters or whatever and like the little tiny, oh, yeah. the tiniest bottle you can find like to feed them and yeah, that she's obsessed with like little stuff and Charlie is obsessed with Fireman Sam, the show and fire trucks. Brooks likes trucks. Brooks calls, you know how like some parents always say like their little boys or girls when they start saying the word truck, they say right the, the cuss word. Yes. <laughs> when Brooks says it, um, hopefully the, Oh, this word can't be bleeped out because it's funny. But Brooks doesn't say the F word. He It sounds like he's saying cock. Oh, <laughs> so my gosh. Stop. That's so cute. So, so he'll and be like, bad, but funny. But it's so bad because he'll be like, big cock, big cock. I'm like. <laughs> ah! I'm like, That's big, hilarious. big truck, big truck. Like, he's just talking about a rooster. It's fine. <laughs> it's so funny, but. I'll have to like record it and show you because I'm just like, oh God, that like I really hope he doesn't say this in public someday. That's so funny. He yells it. <laughs> She's in the middle of the grocery store. <laughs> big cock, big cock. <laughs> oh my God, how inappropriate. I love it. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> okay, well, we have a few more questions to answer, but let's take a quick break and hear from some of our sponsors. Next question. Okay, best tips to help conceive baby number two. I'm really struggling to get pregnant. This goes to you because I don't know. I have no idea. Do it a lot. Even on the days that you don't think that would be the day, do it anyway. That's my advice. It's so hard. Like, you could get all the advice in the world and nothing works because sometimes it just is what it is and it's so sad I feel for anybody who's struggling with infertility it took us 10 months to get pregnant with Brooks and we started trying pretty early after Emmy I think Emmy was like five months so we wanted them super close we were actually trying to have babies really close but I do think that for for us my breastfeeding was getting in the way like just of my hormones being in the right concoction 
to have a baby, to get pregnant. Um, so once we weaned, I really do think that helped because it was like like a month and a half after I weaned, we got pregnant. Um, and also pre-seed helped us, I think. I really think that pre-seed helped us, which is just a lubricant that you insert into yourself and you like wait like five, 10 minutes and then you do the deed with your partner. So I think that really helps. Wait, for what us. does that do? Pre-seed. So yeah. I'll, sometimes people don't really talk about this, but uh, your vagina can actually be a very hostile <laughs> environment for sperm. So it's a very acidic, is it acidic environment? And it and so it can be like a hostile environment for sperm. And also sometimes men have a lot of sperm, like their sperm count may be healthy. But some of their – they may have what's called, like, low motility. So their sperm has a hard time swimming up. Oh, okay. So the lube you insert inside yourself, it acts essentially like a slip and slide for the sperm. Ooh, I just bought one of those for the backyard. Not for my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps the motility of the sperm. So it helps the sperm reach your egg um, Interesting. a little bit easier. So, huh. yeah. So I feel like that really helped us. But for so many women – there could be so many different issues. And honestly, for men too, men yeah. infertility is on the rise. So I don't really have like any like solid, decent, decent advice, except that like we're thinking of you and sending love to you and um, sending, I know people always say like sending baby dust, but like wishing you a baby very soon. Yes. Okay. Question. What tips do you have for bringing babies to the beach? Uh, gosh, the babies on the beach like really stresses me out. <laughs> Lower your expectations. Get some type of umbrella for sure. Put some type of water. Sh- if the baby can like, like baby, baby. I mean, it, it's it's different because like my, like if I'm taking like my kids to the beach right now, they can run around, but I'm like, okay, we have to have like, you know, the sunscreen we have to have like a bunch of cold drinks we have to have an umbrella we have to have towels we have to have shoes so their baby's feet don't get sunburned we have to have like the pails and shovels and snacks and all of the things so but then for like a baby baby I don't know I mean I would bring like yeah shade something for shade shade definitely maybe like a little fan yeah, I was, I was gonna say a fan. Yeah, the baby gets hot out there. A hat, like a sun hat. Yeah, I mean, some. When is it that babies have like a certain age of like sunscreen restrictions, right? So I think it's because so babies they don't recommend babies wearing sunscreen until six months and older, and it's because of the regulation of body temperature because. Sunscreen can clog your pores, and that's how a baby cools off. So mm. sunscreen actually locks in the heat and a baby can overheat. That's the reason why they don't recommend it until they're six months or older because by then a baby's body has a better, I guess it's better at regulating its temperature. Yeah. I would say if it's too hot, just don't. Just don't. (laughs) Go in the morning. Go in the morning when it's cooler. Yeah. When the sun's like starting to fall in the sky or like, I don't know. I remember when I was like a cheerleader we used to get like these like rags like we'd put like rags on our necks that we'd put in like a cooler or something so even maybe like put a bunch of like I don't know washcloths or something in your in your cooler and just like have them around to like I don't know put 
on your baby if it's like super hot. I don't know. Lots of drinks and snacks. Yeah, lots so. of drinks, hydration, <laughs> snacks. Yeah. I saw a baby or a mom hack that if you bring baby powder, um, like a non-talc uh, baby powder, and you put it on your kid's skin after the beach, it rubs off like instantly wet sand. Oh, cool. Yeah, so smart. you just pour the baby powder, you sprinkle it on, and then you just kind of dust it off, and it takes all the wet sand off, which is really good, especially um, – even it like taking their diaper off and getting around their privates, oh, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. Um, their genitals because the sand can like rub in those areas and get in cracks and crevices and holes right. and all that stuff and really irritate them. So I think like getting them dry after the beach too is a really good tip, like taking everything off before you put them in their car seat, always bringing like separate clothes and stuff. So yeah, that's my tips. Yeah. We don't have a lot of them, but we have a few. I feel like they were solid tips. We're so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pat ourselves <laughs> on the back for that. Um, okay. And yes, number and lower your expectations. That's yeah, always my thing. Whenever you're sure. trying to do a family outing, just just go with the flow. <laughs> right. Or try. Um, um, and okay. Last question is, would you ever host Bachelor in Paradise? So this is a non-mommy question. Would you ever host Bachelor in Paradise, Carly? No. <laughs> no, it's hot and gross down there. There's no way I'm putting myself in that situation again. If they called you tomorrow and they were like, it was in like in Hawaii where it was like nice outside. <laughs> but think about like when Chris Harrison was the host, he's like chilling at the hotel most of the time. He only comes out for like greeting new contestants or rose ceremonies. I'm not the right person for that job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not like, no, I don't, I don't want that to be my job. It's a lot of pressure, especially considering the times, uh, finding new hosts. Um, it would be a lot of pressure. Have you been watching, um, Bachelorette? Yes, we have. I struggle to, I just can't, I, I forget that it's on and even if it was on Monday nights, it's like me and the kids. Oh. And I'm putting them to sleep. And like, there's just me. So like, there's no one, excuse me, there's no way like I could watch. <laughs> Even though like I should be watching because my nanny's best friend is on the show. So well, who? who? Connor. Connor B? I don't know his his initial. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Connor the cat. Connor the cat. Okay. Yes. Okay. That is her roommate and best friend. They're actually in a band. No way. How together. funny. Yeah. How funny. Um, but he's so nice. I should be watching because he's on there and I know him now. But do I watch? No, because I I can't remember to do that. <laughs> but yeah, what I was going to say is, are you enjoying Tasia and Caitlin as hosts? I think they do a really good job. I don't like the way that the producers are like making them be a part of the show. So I think I think they're doing a great job, but I feel like they tried to make them this little like side comedy skit that I don't really think a host should be. Yeah. So I don't really like that part, but I think that they do a great job. I also think that it almost would work better if they had one of them come out at a time and each of them do their own different thing because sometimes uh-huh. it feels weird as a duo. But Overall, I feel like they're doing a good job, and um, I've been enjoying this season still. 
Um, we watch it's- it on we watch it on Tuesdays, like on Hulu afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we don't stay up late enough. Oh, no, it's no. so gosh late nights. Ha. It's going to be interesting to watch Bachelor in Paradise and see all of the different hosting people and if they do it like like how they even do it. Because like what? There's like four hosts of Bachelor in Paradise or something. Yeah. And then I heard Wells does all the rose ceremonies. Right. So it's like. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they're going to, you know, have two people on like a like a Tasia and Caitlin thing, or if it's just like one person a week, that's like the new host that comes on, or if it's just like a host for like dates or like, you know, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that yeah. all goes down. I do like the girl power kind of feeling that they've kind of given the Caitlin and Tasha bring to like Katie and that they've been there. But I also feel like it almost – takes away from her spotlight a little bit. That really bothers – that actually really bothers me. Yeah. I I feel like it does a little bit. But I also know that Katie herself, I feel like, really appreciated them being there. So I feel like as long as she was good with it, then, you know, that's really not whatever. I'm just saying my opinion from, like, a viewer, like a fan's point of view. But I feel like, to answer the question, if I was ever asked to host Bachelor in Paradise – I feel like I feel like that's something you don't turn down. I would be a terrible host. I would be a terrible host. Everybody <laughs> would I would get bad ratings as a host. But it's something that I'd be like, I'm sure I'll try it. <laughs> oh my, I just feel like I'd be like, why? I don't know. Fair enough. I I get what you're saying. Like it's a huge network show. You should do it. But I'd be like, I don't understand why me. Like, what are you gonna do to me? You're gonna do something. Like, there's no – you're not going to make me look good. You're going to do something to me. That is the scary part. You're in the hands – you're in the hands of other people. I don't trust them. But also, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. The answer is yes to that. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed BIP. I enjoyed Bachelor in Paradise so much more than The Bachelor, so – Oh, my gosh. 100%. For me – yeah, for me. So I'd be like, yeah, I'd, I'd host maybe. I still can't believe I did it twice. How did I make it through that hot nastiness twice? I don't know. It is. I don't know. I heard season one was worse, the Tulum location. Oh, yeah. There was like lots of bugs. Mm -hmm. There was like major bugs. I couldn't handle it. I mean, we had crabs and bugs, but not like major bugs. That'd be disgusting. Okay. Well, I really enjoy these questions. Like these catch-ups to me are super fun. Yeah, I like that we start out every month with a catch-up and just seeing, like, what's going on in each other's lives. It's kind of like a way for you and me to really – I mean, obviously, we talk a lot, but I enjoy these, too. And then getting to hear the questions from everybody, and it just it just feels like a girl gab fest. I agree. Also, you guys, <laughs> please um, send in your questions because we want to hear from you. You can write yes. us on Instagram – uh, you, or our Facebook page, and you can also call in at 844-844-MOMS. So these are so fun. We're going to be doing one of these question and answers every single month at the very beginning of the month. So get your questions in, and we will for sure be answering them. Yeah, or your birth stories because we're featuring birth stories. So if you want to leave yes. a message with your birth story, our producer will get back to you to be able to make sure that your recording is all set up. So... Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to Mommies Tell All. Remember to follow us and catch up on old episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. 